Today's daf is daf Yudches. We are holding about uh, 20 lines from the bottom. First word on the line is Hilchasa by the two dots. Just as an introduction to the uh, upcoming sugya, so Rabbi is going to seem like picking something out from left field to give us clarity on what we discussed yesterday, the laws of Tsroros. Tsroros is an animal is walking, and in the matter, in, in, in the normal way of its walking, it kicks pebbles, and these pebbles go and they smash someone's item in Rishusa Nizak in his, in his domain. So it's really an offspring, it's a byproduct, a tolda of regal, and as such, a Bishud Nezak Shalem, but we have Aloha Moshe Messinai that Sroros only pays Chatsi Nezek. Not to be confused with the Chatsi Nezek of Karen. Chatsi Nezek of Karen, <coughs> which that actually, that's the law of Tom, that is Beferish in the Torah. This is learned out through Aloha Moshe Messinai. So now what Rabbi is going to compare it to is the following. We know that a Zov, a person that has had a certain flow distinguished from a shechvazera, shechvazera becomes tamay one day, a zav has had the multiple flows within two or three days, so he becomes tamay for seven days, and he also is on the status of an avatuma. The tuma of a zav is an avatuma, and we have two halachas that are stringencies associated with a zav. Number one is medras. If he sits or lies down on an item that is made for either sitting or lying, so example, he lies on a mattress. So if there's 10 mattresses below him, all 10 mattresses take on the same status of an avatuma. He's an avatuma and they all, medras, everything below him that he lies upon will take the same status as an avatuma. That is, the, the din of, of, of medras. There's another halacha of hesit. Hesit is, that let's say on one end of a table you have an item, a food, a vessel, and he bumps the table. It's as if he actually touched, it's as if he actually touched the item, and the item also is going to become tame, like it came into contact with an avhatumah. So, the, the, this is a, a, a halacha that is, pertains to, to uh, a zav. So what Rav is going to say is that the, the, the leniency by zav is, let's say he picks up something and he throws it at a vessel and it touches the vessel, it touches the food. That item, once it becomes disconnected from his hand, so then... The stone that became this, it's not considered as if he is touching the food or as he is touching the vessel because it became disconnected. It's his force that is propelling the stone, but it's not considered like he is actually touching. It's not considered like he is touching the, uh, the, uh, uh, so, 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 so let, me, let, me, let me finish, man. So therefore as it follows. So therefore, the difference between throwing the stone and sitting on the mattress or, or, or bumping the table is that it's considered to be an extension of his body, it's gufo. The table, the mattresses, so therefore it's like him directly touching it. Whereas in the case of the throwing of the stone, it's the force, his force, but it's koho, but it's not considered gufo. Right. So, what is what is the what is the analogy here? What is the comparison that Rava wants to say? He says similarly. He says that if a uh, in in uh, an animal, while it's walking, if it 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 stamps or, or, or on something and it breaks it, that's considered to be gufo. If it kicks the stone, and the stone flies off and breaks it, which is tsroros, that's considered to be koho. And he says, so therefore the same way as by Azov, we see that distinction that it's tamay if it's considered to be directly heset or directly medris, 
But if the Zav throws it, it's actually it's Tahar. His force does not. Here too, there is that distinction. If it's Gufo, it's considered Gufo. The animal directly trod, stamps on it, treads on it, and it breaks. That'll be Nezek Sholem, where if the animal's force propels it, then it will only be Chatsi Nezek, because then it'll have the Din of Tzroros. Adam, you were asking. Yeah, so... We set up a thing that's normally Azab sits on, like a mattress or a cushion on a chair, because they're spent for sitting, they become an avatuma, correct? Right, and therefore, if anything's underneath that, a food or a vessel, it's like the avatuma touched it. So if the, he took this cushion that he sat on, that's now an av, and he t- threw that and it touched the fruit, would that fruit become tummy? Because. Yeah, that, well, that's an av, because that's an avatuma touching it, but a stone doesn't become an avatuma. Exactly, yeah, that's right, what I was right. Okay. All right, let's go on. <clears throat> so, Amar Rovo, Kol Shebezav Tomei, in all scenarios where the Zav is considered to be connected to the item and therefore the item is Tomei and can make Tomei vessels or foods, etc. Benazokin, Meshalem, Nezashalem, similar scenarios where it's directly the animal causing the damage, then it's going to be Nezik Shalem. But Kal Shebezav Tar, where the Zav is now disconnected, the stone is propelling through the air, it's not going to make the item and hits Tameh, so it's Tar, Benazokin, that'll be the case of Tzoros, and it'll be Meshalem Chatsi Nezik. Now, what the Mara wants to know is what exactly is Rova coming to point out over here? He's trying to teach us the laws of Tzroros. We, we, know, we know the Allah of Tzroros. Rabbah, Tzroros, What is he coming to teach us? Sigmar says, look. But no, what Rav is coming to teach me is another halacha. I'm going to learn this the way Rashi learns it, but it also pertains to Zov. Let's say a Zov is sitting on a wagon and the wheel of the wagon goes over a food item or over a vessel. So we're going to say the same halacha, since the Zav is sitting on an item meant for sitting, so therefore it's as if the Zav and the item then is touching the food or touching the, 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 the vessel that's be, that, that it ro- rolls over. It's as if the Zav directly touched it. So it's as if it became Tameh from an avatuma. Right? Similarly, the same thing will apply that let's say you have an animal that is pulling a wagon and the wagon smashes into something and breaks it. So therefore, that the same way as the Zav on the wagon, it's considered like the Zav is directly touching the item, the animal pulling the wagon is considered like the animal is directly breaking the item, and therefore that'll be an example of rego, and it'll be Nezek Sholem. That's the comparison that Rava is trying to tell us, that Azov has a comparison to the laws of Nezokin. Rash Tosus does not like Rashi's comparison exactly because he says that it's a little different. In the case of Zav, Rashi learns that the Zav is on the wagon. And in the case of Nezokin, he learned the animal's pulling the wagon. So Tosvas learns the case of Zav also is the Zav is pulling the wagon to make it correlate exactly. But anyway, let's see it inside. So the Gemara says, look, Rava Egla Mashechas Bekaran Kamashmalan. What Rava is coming to teach us is the case of where a calf is pulling the wagon. That what is, that's what he's coming to teach me. So therefore, and, 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 and that's where it correlates. Maybe you might think, maybe because the wagon's not directly the animal, and therefore maybe that the a, a wagon breaks something, it's going to have throw rows. No, no. Since it's connected to the wagon, just as if the Zav is connected to the wagon, the items where the wagon goes over will make a tomate with form an avatuma. There's O2, here it's considered direct damage, and it'll be an Ezek Shalem. Tiny Kabas the Rava, the Gemara brings down a brisa that supports Rava's contention. It says, An animal is muad, when it breaks things in the way when it normally walks. Keitza, what's an example of that? 
of an animal entered into the domain of the damaged party. The hiziko and it damaged. Begufa, whether it's with its body, derechilucha, while it's walking. Ubisa'aro, or with its hair, derechilucha, while it's walking. Be'ukav sha'aleha, if it is with the saddle that is upon it. Ubisha'alev sha'aleha, or if it's a... Um, a, a package that is on it, a or it with a bit with his, it's within its mouth, or the bell that is on its neck, or if it's a donkey with the packages that are on it. And this is the, this is the proof. Or if it is a calf that is pulling a wagon, it pays nezek shalem. That's that's the, uh, the, 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 the point. It's considered to be direct damages from goof. It's not considered kocha, even though it's pulling the wagon. But since it's connected, the wagon's connected to the animal, it's considered as if the animal itself causes the damage. Okay. Tana Rabbonin. Tana Golem Shahoyim Mechatzadimechevel. So we're going to start off with a halacha that it, it, we're not going to explain completely, and then we'll circle back. If you had chickens that Mechatzadimechevel, they were pecking at a rope. The Chebel Dili, a rope that was attached to a bucket. A rope that was attached to a bucket. The and the rope snapped. The rope broke. The Nishbar Hadli, and the bucket, the, the, the rope snapped and the bucket broke. Meshal min Nezek Shalom, you pay full damages. Now, what exactly the Chiddush or the cases will deal with that case uh, we, uh, after we, we, uh, we circle back? Now, Rava is going to ask a very lumdish shayla over here, a very important question, as it has a lot of different uh, applications. Rava is going to ask the following. Till now, we've said that the concept of tsroros, which is chatzin nezek, as opposed to standard regal, which is nezek shalem, could be broken down into two categories. Gufo, when it's considered directly the, 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 the body of the animal causes the damage. The animal, while it's walking, trampled or bumped something over or its hair got caught on something, which is gufo, that's nezek sholem. Whereas if the animal kicked a stone and the stone then traveled and smashed into it, it's the force of the animal. It's not the body of the animal. That's kocho. And kocho, there's aloha moshe sinai. that even though normally you should be chayef for kocho as well, it's your force, doesn't matter. There's a chatzin nezek on kocho when it's troros of rego, <coughs> or we saw Tosu said, of troros of shame. Fine. Now, Asks Rava the following Shiloh. Let's get the Shiloh uh, uh, clear. He says like this, what happens if an animal is walking in the normal way of its walking, it stamps on a vessel and the vessel now is propelled, flies up and smashes into a stone or into a wall, breaks and breaks. Okay? Says Rava, is that Nezek Sholem? Is that Regal? Or is that considered to be similar to Tsroros and it'll be Chatzin Nezek? Now let's explain over here the Lomdas here. There's beautiful Lomdas over here. All right? Rather, the way Rava words it is, do we say that since the force that, that, that caused it to break was put into the animal at what point? At what point was it put in, not into the animal, into the, into the vessel? At what point was the vessel imbued with the force that ultimately caused its demise? When the animal stepped on it and- At that time, even though it didn't break yet, it right. didn't break yet, but the force that caused the breakage was, impu- was, was, was imputed at that point, Therefore, maybe we consider it as if it's broken at that point, and therefore that is the point where the animal steps on it. Therefore, we would consider it like regular case of regal, and therefore what should be the din? Full damage. Nezek Shalem. Or do we say, at the end of the day, it didn't break at that point. The animal just put force into it. It's not, it's not the body of the animal that broke it. When did the breaking happen? 
When it hit the wall. When it smashed the wall. At that point, the animal was disconnected from it, and that would seem to be more like a case of Tsroros that's considered to be like, that's koho, it's force, not its body, and therefore what should the din be? Chatzin half damage. Chatzin Everyone here, the toots start him, the toots start him of it. Now, there's a very important Tosfos, and Tosfos says that this is, he doesn't even give us the, he doesn't even give us the distinction, he just said it's so posh it, he does, that, that, that it's not a, but let, let, what Tosfos asks as follows. Tosfos asks like this, that, <coughs> what happens if, Uh, let, let, let's wait, let's wait with it. I'll get, I'll get to it in a moment. But anyway, everyone here, the two start him in, in Rava's Shiloh. So let's sit inside. <coughs> Boy Rava. Dorsa al-Kli. An animal, while it's walking in its natural gait, stood on a vessel. Veloshibarta. It didn't break at that point. But Nizgalgal had rolled, Lamakamacher, to another place. And at that point, the Nishbar had broke. With, against the stone, against the wall, maybe on the floor. That's where it broke. Mahu, what's the halacha? Bosa mi'ikoro azilno, azlino. Do we go by the inception of the force into the vessel? And therefore, begufe, who it's considered the, at that point where that break, force of breakage was, imp, was instilled into the vessel, they, it was by the leg of the animal, and it's gufe, it'll be nezek sholem. Do we go by the time of the actual breakage, right? And at that point, the animal's detached. So it's the force of the animal that's causing the breakage. And Tzroros, you know, and there should be like a din of Tzroros. And there should be a Chatsi Nezek. Okay. Comes along the Gemara and says, really classic Gemara, right? Tivshot Lehmi de Rabba. Rava, who actually was a student of Rabba, why didn't he bring a proof, or why does he not bring a proof from that which was said by Rabba? What did Rabba say? Rabba says the following. Listen to the case. All right? Somebody comes into your house, takes your, what's the famous uh, crystal, like the, the most expensive crystal, there's a name for it, it's a crystal, a certain type of crystal, takes your crystal vase, runs up to... The, 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 the roof, and he throws it down over the roof with obviously impending doom, and it's going to smash at the bottom. However, right at that moment, somebody else is on the ground, and he has a baseball bat, and he sees this crystal vase come flying through the air, and he gives it a good slug, and he breaks the vessel. Who pays? Guy on the roof, guy on the ground. Guy on the roof should pay. Says Rabba, guy on the roof should pay. Because by the time the guy on the ground hit it, he was hitting a broken vessel. Even though it hadn't smashed on the ground yet. But what do you see? You see that it's considered broken from its inception because the force of breakage was instilled into the vase at the time he threw it off the roof. And therefore the guy on the ground is potter, the guy on the roof is chayev. Says the Gemara, well, wouldn't therefore, if you see that from Rabbah, then wouldn't that be the same answer to explain the Shaila of Rava? Right, Adam, you, you, you see the correlation? Yeah. Okay. Dama Rabba. Zora Kli Mirosha Gag. Uvo Acher Veshibro Bemakel. So the guy threw a vase from the top of the roof, and somebody came with a baseball bat, and he broke it. Potter, the guy who broke it is Potter. Because we say to him, he, that we say to the owner, the guy who hit it with a baseball bat, he was just breaking a broken vessel. Okay? So the question is, so why is Rava asking the Shiloh if that's how Rava ruled? Someone says they're two different people. Rava had it as a Shiloh. Rava did not. Says Tosvos, 
Okay, the bottom Tosvos here. Says Tosvos that Lechora, you that there is that you could have asked the same thing. Let, let's let's say a guy did not throw a vase off the roof, but what happens is there's a vase, a beautiful vase sitting on your living room table, and somebody picks up a rock and he throws the stone towards the vase. And before it hits, somebody else comes with a baseball bat and he smashes it. Is it the same Shiloh or is it a different Shiloh? No, because the guy that's, the guy's throwing a rock at the vase, if it hits it, it would break. The other guy is swinging the bat at the vase. So it's not like the guy's swinging at the vase, swallowing from the, from the roof. This guy, the vase is sitting on the table, and he's just the first one to get to it. But, but, he, but there's a rock that's for sure, if you don't swing the bat, it's for sure going to break the vase. So why is it different than it's for sure going to break on the ground? Because... I don't know. It just seems to me that's just because there's a, a, a <coughs> something coming at the base, it isn't. It, could, it might miss, you know. Whereas, you know, whoever hits it. So Tosa says it's the Tosa says the is it, but he doesn't say what the chiluk is. He doesn't say what the difference is. What I I think the difference is again we're weighing gufo against kocho. Remember the words gufo means your body is doing something directly connected to the item, whether it's your force that's doing it. Now, Tosvah says like this, and Tosvah says, there has to be a distinction over here. Because if you tell me it's the same exact thing, whether I'm throwing the vase or I'm throwing the stone, he says, then why is there ever a difference between Tsroros and the animal stamping on the animal? Tsroros will also just be like stamping on the animal. What's the difference? You, you, hear, you hear the problem. If it's the same, then, there's, then how do you make a distinction between Tsroros and stamping on the animal? So the difference is like this is that, the, that when do I say that from inception it's considered broken, is if I put the force into the actual item. I am throwing the actual item. I am kicking the actual item. I've put the force into the item that's gonna result in its breaking, then I can consider it breaking. But if it's my force into something that's going to the item, that will not render the item as if it's broken from its inception. It'll only be broken when it hits, not at the inception, because my force is going into the stone. My force is not going into the object. I can only consider the object broken at its inception is if my force went into the object. But if my force is going into another object, then it's a force, it's not my body that's actually damaging the object. Then if somebody else's force preempts my force, then that guy is going to be Chayev. You hear the difference? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So The, the cow comes along and kicks the vase, and the wall, and breaks. The, the owner of the cow is liable. But if the cow kicks a pebble, then it hits the vase, it's only hot Correct. 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 Now, now, actually, but that's going to be, that is Rava's Shiloh. Rava's Shiloh is, what happens if it kicks the vase? That, that's how Rava understands. Rava doesn't know. Rava says, maybe it has to break right away. If it doesn't break right away, maybe it's still force, not body. But that's what Rava's Shiloh. Rava still has it as a Shiloh. To Rava, it was considered Pasha. Okay? Now, <coughs> Tashima, come and listen. So the Brizer says like this. The Brizer says, Hidus Muad, Muad. So Brizer says that there seems to be machlokas tanoim. Now, Hidus means when the animal tramples on, on something, or the, the chicken tramples on a, on, 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 a, on a vessel. So when the chicken trampled on the vessel, it, it jumped onto the vessel. Some say it's Eina Muad, and some say it's Muad. Now, usually, what do those terms mean? Muad, Eina Muad means Lichatsi Nezek. Muad will be Nezek Sholem. Now, what is the argument over here? Now, the Gemara says like this, it can't be the way it's written, because if the animal tramples on it and breaks it, it's not a Shiloh. What would be the din? Full damages, full damages. That's rego. That's full damage. Is that even a shilom? So he does Do you think that it trampled and broke it right away? So that can't be. Ella love. The case must be that it trampled it. But what happened? 
The item rolled away and then it broke. El alav hiddus vehitis. It trampled it and then it rolled away and then it broke. So therefore, Nachora, what's the argument over here? One says Nezek Shalom, one says Yichatzi Nezek. What do the two opinions seem to be debating? Let me just open the door here. It's the smell. I can't get the smell out of here. Yeah. The advantages of being home. Although it's no smell. And you can drink coffee. You need a cookie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What's that? It's alright, but you're, you're, you're fine. You're fine, Rabbi. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm not good. I'm not doing so good. Okay. So over here. There's no, there's no smell and no noise over here. Oh. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Alright, okay. <laughs> well, maybe we should go to Amish now. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the point is that that the the uh, what 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 the what what the what it seems to be is that's the argument. Since it rolled and smashed, if you consider it as gufo, like one side of Rav Shaila, then it's Nezek Sholem. If you consider it as kocho, which is throw rose, then it's Chatzin Nezek. So that's the more I want to say that it seems to be the machlokasim. So therefore, vahavaham kamiflegi, the mar savar basami karazlinan, or mar savar basar tavarmanazlinan. You go by the breakage, and one goes by, you go by the inception. And that seems the machlokas. The Mara says, lo. That's not the machlokas. We don't want to make a machlokas tandoyim in this very shaila. Especially Rabba ruled clear like one way. Rabba's masupak, not a machlokas tandoyim. So what's the case over here? When it says, what happens is the animal stamped on, the case over here is the animal stamped on the vessel. And, oh, I'm sorry, the animal stamped and, uh, and, and the stamping of the animal caused pebbles to become dislodged and the pebbles flew and broke the vessel. So now the question is, well, if the, pe- if the pebbles broke the vessel, so then that's clearly Tzroros. If it's clearly Tzroros, what should the halacha be? Ah, so that's the point. Says the Gemara like this, and the argument here then, there is a machlokas tanoyim, not in Rav Shaila, but in actual Tzroros, where it's da, if a sure is kocho, is it nechatzinez or is it nezek sholem? That's what the argument is. But anyway, at this point, we, we, Rav, Rabba never had a Shaila, and Rav Shaila is still not being clarified. Do the rabbis have an opinion different than the halacha and the Moshe Messina, or they just said it? They don't. They, they, according to Sumkus, they did not have the halacha Moshe Messina. He did not. He did not have it. The Chachamim had it. He didn't have it. Rabbi, could it be simple? The pitcher pitches the ball. The batter hits the ball. The ball goes outfield and smashes the light. So is the projectile? Well, you're, you're adding another. You're adding another source of force. You don't have to add. It could be the pitcher pitches the ball and causes the, the lights to be smashed. That's the case of Tzroros. That is Tzroros. You don't have to have anybody hit the ball. Uh-huh. Okay. Tashima, come and listen. This is the original l- r- ruling that we brought down that we're going to see if we can bring a raya. Tarnagolin, you had chickens <coughs> pecking at a rope. Of a dli, of a bucket. The bucket was the rope was attached to a bucket. Nixak a and the rope broke. The nishbar adli and the bucket, the rope snapped and the bro and the and the bucket broke. Meshal nezek shalom, you pay full damages. Now the question is, what happened over here? The simple understanding is, the animal, the the bird. A chicken uh, snapped the rope, which caused the bucket to roll away and break. Now, if that's what happens, so what is that similar to? It's not classical throwros. Why is it not classical throwros? Because it wasn't a pebble that was shot at the. What happened over here? This is more similar to our case where you stamp on the vessel and the vessel smashes against the wall because you're creating the force. The force you create is by snapping the rope. You created the force that caused the bucket to roll away and break. 
And yet, and what's the ruling over here? We say that it's Nezek Sholem. So what proof does this prove? Nothing to do with Sumchus. Right now we're thinking, we're not going with Sumchus here. We're going with the original Shaila in the Chachamim. But that is... You see, what, what would bring a raya is that you go by the original force. The original force is considered, that's when it's considered broken. Because if you go by the time of breakage, at that point in time, it's not connected to the bird anymore. So therefore, must be over here that we're saying that it's Nezek Sholem, it means the fact that the bird put the force into the vessel is considered like it broke it at that point, and this would answer up, you go Mi'ikora, you know, it's considered Gufo, and it's not considered a Koho situation, okay? So therefore, so Shmami no, Basar Mi'ikora Aslinon. So Gemara says, no, you don't have to bring a Raya, because when it says that you pay the full damages, Maybe it's not talking about the full damages on the vessel. Maybe the vessel would be half damages. You know what the full vessel is on the, the full damages? It's on the breaking of the rope. The rope, you have to pay full damages. Targama achevel. Says the Gemara, it can't be full damages on the chevel. For a bird to eat through a rope, okay, what, what nezek, what, what av, av nez, av, avos nezekin would that fall under? Is it normal food for a bird to eat rope? No. So what would you call that? What would that be? That wouldn't be Shen. It wouldn't be Shane. So what would it be? Karen. Karen. And if it would be Karen, then what would the what would the what would the uh, payment have to be? Full damages. No, Karen is chazi damage unless it does it three times. So therefore. It, if we're talking about the value of the rope that we're dealing with, then that's not a normal act. That's, an, that's considered an abnormal act. They're right. And therefore, there would be a tolda of Karen. And the tolda of Karen would be Tom for the first three times. not So therefore, it can't be going on the rope. must be going on the vessel. And we have a good raya that you bust me karazlinan. The one says, no. The is Belisha. could be that the rope had become coated with dough. Now, why does that help us? Since the rope became coated with dough, it makes it normative behavior for the animal to peck at the rope. Since it's normal behavior for the bird to peck at the rope, therefore what? It could still be the damages you're paying is for the rope, and it's Nezek Sholem. Why is it Nezek Sholem? Because it's the tolder of? Shane. Says the more like this, that's very nice. But it doesn't fit the Bryce, because the Bryce says clearly that it, went, it broke through the rope and the vessel broke. If we're not talking about paying for the vessel, then why discuss a case that what? That the vessel broke. We're, we're talking about the rope. It says the bucket broke. Someone says, Ella says the Gemara. Now, this, you, you jumped the gun. Says the Gemara, there is another way to learn this. Meaning like this, you want, we want to bring a riot going in the Chachamim Shita that holds that if it would be Troros, if it would be Kocho, it should be Chatzin Nezek. The fact is not Chatzin Nezek, it's Nezek Sholem. You see that we consider it Gufo, you go Mi Kora, that it's from the initial force is considered like it's broken and then you have a Raya for Rav Shaila. So it says maybe you don't have a Raya. Maybe it is considered Troros and it's considered by the time of breakage. But you know why it's Nezek Sholem? Because it's going like Sumchus who holds that on Troros, what do you pay? You pay full damages. So you can't bring me a raya necessarily in the Chachamim Shita that it's going and, it, and that it goes by the inception because maybe it doesn't go by the inception. If it doesn't go by the inception, it should be Tzroros, should be full damages. It's going like Sumchus. El Sumchus, Nezek Shalom Shalim. Says the Gemara like this. The problem is that I believe it's a, it's a Mishnah, right? Is this a Mishnah? Is it a Mishnah or a Bryce? I'm not sure. I think it's a Mishnah. But the problem is that if you take a look at this Mishnah slash Bryce, 
and you look at the end of it, you're going to run into a problem if you learn that it's going like sumchus. E sumchus the, the, the end of that uh, ruling says like this. What happens is, okay, the, the bird broke the rope. The vessel, we said, rolled along and it smashed. And we're saying now you pay full damages on the vessel. But what happens if a shard of that vessel flew out and damaged a second vessel? What would you say happens now on the second vessel? So a sliver came out from the first vessel that broke. And fell on a second vessel, the shavra and broke broke it. For the first one you pay full damages. For the second one you pay half damages. Now, this is going to be very difficult if you're gonna learn like Sumchus. If you learn like the Chachamim, then it comes out very good. The first vessel, like we said, that's Nezek Shalem because we considered broken from its inception. The sliver that shoots off and breaks the second vessel, why are you paying Chatzin Nezek on the second vessel? Because the Chachamim Shita is that what? That Tzroros is Chatzin Nezek. But if you learn that it's going like Sumchus and you're saying is really the first vessel itself was not Gufo. The first vessel itself, you go by the time when it broke. But even though at the time when it broke, that would be like a Tzroros, it's not a problem, because Sumchus holds on Tzroros, what do you pay? You pay full. But then why is the shard, the shard that comes from it is also Tzroros. So then why on the shard that breaks the second vessel should it be considered Chatzinezek? You hear the question, Adam? Regardless of the first or second, what do you <coughs> That's that's the point. That's the point. Now, Sumchus, me is Sumchus doesn't hold that there's Chatzinezek on Sroros. So says the Gemara like this. You know what? Maybe you're going to argue. What are you going to argue? I. You could tell. I, I, let's keep. Let's make it Sumchus. And you don't have a raya that you go by the initial inception. Why is the first vessel full damages? Because it's koho. It's the force that it's broken when it smashes the wall. I have its force when it smashes the wall, when it's detached from the, from the bird. So why is it Nezek Sholem? We said not a problem because koho, which is throw according to Sumchus, you pay full damages. But now let's understand. The second vessel is koach de koho. If that's a secondary koach. First force was the first vessel. Second force was the second vessel. Maybe you could argue is that when Sumchus holds, Sumchus might agree that there was a halacha Moshe Sinai, perhaps about Tzroros, but he learned Tzroros, you only pay half damages if it's a second force, not if it's the initial force. And maybe that's why it would be the second vessel. And still you don't have to make it go like the Chachamim and then bring a raya for Rav Shiloh. It could be going like Sumchus. Ah, if it's going like Sumchus, then why on the second vessel is it Chatzin Nezek? Because maybe Sumchus only holds Tzroros is Nezek Sholem on the first Koach. But on the second Koach, he holds a Taka. It would be Chatzin Nezek. Maybe you're going to argue. Shani Leila Sumchus. Sumchus makes a distinction. Bein Nezek Kocho. By the Nezek that comes from the first force. Lekoach Kocho. To a damage that is created by the second force. So therefore... There's, another, there's still a way to work out that this brysa does not necessarily follow the opinion of the Chachamim and then be able to bring a raya for Rava. It could be still going like Sumchus. The problem of making it go like Sumchus, you're going to run into another problem. What is the problem? Elahad boy Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi had the following child. Just, Adam, check for me. Is, that, is it a Mishnah or a brysa? The Toshima. Uh, uh, Toshima, let's see, let's see. Tan Rabon, Tan Rabon, Tan Agon Mechevel. It's the, the it's about the ten lines from the bottom of the Ahmed when we quoted it there. That was when we first brought it down. Okay. So we're Tashima Bow the count. No, Tan Rabon, Tan Rabon, Tan Agon Bechevel. Hang on, until we just it was above what we just Ten from the ten lines from the bottom of your Zion Ahmed base. 
Eight, eight lines from the bottom. Yes. Brysa. Okay, it's a Brysa. Yes, that's the one. So it's a Brysa. Okay, so now, the point is that we know that Rav Ashi actually asked this as a Shiloh. The boy Rav Ashi, he mamish asked as a Shiloh, the second Koach, According to Sumchus, they have the same status as the first koach, which would be Nezek Sholem. Or does it not have the same status as the first koach, and it would be Nezek? He mamish had that Shiloh. And the question is, if he had that Shiloh, why did Lidmora not bring a Raya? Ravina and Ravashi, the editors of the redactors of the, the, of, of the editors of the Gemara, why didn't they bring a Raya for his Shiloh from the Brysa? That we just quoted. Tip should lay the lav kokocha dummy, because on the second vessel it's sechatzinezek. Must be, that cannot be going like sumchus. El lav, it must be going like rabbonanhi. So there, it must be on the. Now, so circle back. If it's going like the rabbonon, and you tell me that when the animal, when, they, when the bird snapped the rope and it rolled and smashed, and it wasn't connected to it, it's still Nezek Sholem, you see we consider it broken Mi'ikoro, we see it broken from its inception, and actually it would be a raya, the way Rabbah understood, and that should be a raya for Rav Shiloh. So Shmamina Bosom and we go by the initial force as considered Gufo, that's considered to be Gufo, that's where it's considered broken from that point. Amar Rabbi Barabaya said, you don't have a raya. You know what the case is talking about? The animal pecked through the rope and disconnected the vessel and then it rolled the vessel against the wall. It didn't just, the vessel that didn't snap and then the vessel ran off on its own and broke. The animal rolled it into the wall. Now, why does that change the dynamics here? That's the cocha of the animal. That it's not considered kocha anymore. That's mamish gufo. That's not, it's got nothing to do with sroros. It's not sroros anymore. So therefore, it's going like the chachamim. That comes out very good. The broke, the, 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 the first vessel broke. It's nezek shalem because it was, was gufo. The second vessel, the shards from the second vessel, was that was sroros. That's chatzi nezek. So it's all going like the chachamim, and you still can't bring me a raya to rubber shiloh. So Gemara says, the it went on, it rolled it on its own, and that's how it broke. Okay, now, the rubber has another shiloh over here. We know, again, there's two cases that we've dealt with so far that there's chatzin nezek. There's chatzin nezek of keren, which is the animal that's a tam, three times it damages chatzin nezek. And there's the chatzin nezek of tsroros, which doesn't, is the, the, which right from the inception, it's full damages on the direct regal and the tsroros on the koho, it's chatzin nezek. Now what the Gemara is going to ask the following Shiloh. We know by in the case of Tam, the Chatzinezek of Tam, which is in the Torah, there is a leniency for the Mazik. The, 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 the price of the damage is capped. What is it capped by? Tam, Yes. It's capped by, you cannot pay the half damage more than the value of the damaging item. So the ox that causes the damage if the, if the damage was $500 and the ox that caused the damage was, was, was 200, so you'd have to pay 250, you only have to pay up to 200 because the, the animal that caused the damage is only 200. That's, you, you cap out at 200, that's, that's even less than half the damages. That's by the Chatzinezek of Karen. What Rava wants to know, what about the Chatzinezek of Rego? The Chatzinezek of Regal, which is the case of Tzroros, does that also have the leniency that it's limited up to the value of the damaging agent? Or is that the same as full damages of Regal? And the full damages of Regal is Mina Aliyah. You can take from any asset that the Mazik, the owner of the Mazik has. So here too, even the Chatzin, the Tzroros Chatzinezek, is not limited to the value of the ox. It will be the full value of whatever the guy's estate is worth. Do you understand the Shiloh? Boy Rovo. Chatzinezek Tzroros. The payment of the Chatzinezek Tzroros. Migufa Meshalem. Is it limited to the body of the ox? 
or is it the full value of the estate, the best part of the estate? Now, what's the two stardom of the Shiloh? On one hand, you could say that it should be like the body of the, uh, of the animal. Because there's only one other case of Chatzinezek in the Torah. And the case of Chatzinezek in the Torah of Keren is capped. So therefore, the fact that we have a Lachamosh Misina that tells me Chatzinezek by Regal, maybe we should learn it out that it should work like the Chatzinezek of Keren. And just as Chatzinezek of Keren is capped, so therefore, maybe the Chatzinezek of Regal should be capped, right? Oh, Dilma, Maliyah Meshalem, maybe no. You should learn it out from Maliyah, why? Because, and one, Keren is, it's an abnormal activity. But the, nor, the damages of a normal activity, which is Shane and Regal, Shane and Regal is always the full, is from, from the Aliyah, it's never capped. So therefore, even though Tzroros, the Torah says, there's a discount, but who says that discount should be capped? It's still within the genre of Shane and Regal. It's Urche. And since it's Urche, you should pay the full, you should pay the half damage from whatever assets the person has. So there's two ways of viewing it over. Do we compare it to the Chatzinezik of Karen? Or do we say that it's still not Karen, it's still Regal, and since Regal is Minaliyah, the, the Tzroros of Regal should be Minaliyah. Those are the two sides of the Shiloh. So Toshima, come and listen. So the Gemara now quotes a Bryce that we already had, and thinks that they, maybe this is the argument in the Bryce. So Toshima, come and listen. Hidus eino muad. It says that when an animal tramples, that's not muad, and some say it is muad. Now, what do you mean? Trampling, when an animal walks and tramples and it breaks, it's for sure an ezek shalem. So what do you mean? It's not muad, it is muad. Of course it's muad, it's an ezek shalem. So what do you mean? We're talking about a case, no, we're not talking about a, a case where it broke it by trampling. What happened over here, it broke it, and it, it caused pebbles to shoot out. It that stood on, it stamped on it, and it either, it caused pebbles to shoot out, or you could say the actual item itself shut out and broke if you go like the Tzad. But either way, it's talking about a case of Tzroros, which is a case of Chatzinezek. So therefore, it's, right, why does one call it a Muad, and the other one calls it a Tam? Very simple, because the one that calls it Muad means it's like Muad. It's true, it's Chatzinezek, but it's the same din as the Muad of Regal. What's the din of Muad of Regal? It's Mina Aliyah. And the one that says that it's Eina Muad means this Chatzinezek is like the Tom case. And how is it like Tom? That it's not, that it's capped, it's Megufo. The Chora, this would seem to the Machlokas of here. It's like a Tom, Kasavar is Megufo, like the Tom. Is Meshalim. Again, we already gave this explanation before. It could be that everyone holds that it's a regular case of Tzroros. And it could be Tzroros is Mina Aliyah. The Machlokas over here is low. It's Bepluk that the Sumchus One calls it a Muad, it's full damages, holds like Sumchus. And the one that calls it ain't a Muad, it's Chatzinezek, holds like the Chachamim, that Tzroros is Chatzinezek. So you have no Raya that it has anything to do with whether it's Mina Aliyah or not Mina Aliyah. Toshima, come and listen. So here we have an interesting case. You have a dog that went over to the oven that a person was baking his bread, okay, it was an, out, uh, it's an outdoor oven, and, and he grabbed a, a, a cookie that was baking, and unfortunately, attached to the cookie was a coal, it was an ember, a coal, a, a lit coal. This dog runs away and sits down by a stack of grain. And the ember becomes dislodged, flies into the stack of grain. The dog eats the cookie and the ember burns the grain. Okay? So now, what is the payment here? So Toshima, come and listen. Hakelev shenot al charoro. The dog that grabbed a cookie, a, a baked, baked uh, a piece of bread, for halach la gadish, and went and sat down by a gadish, is by a stack of grain, for achalach and it consumed 
the cookie, the Hitler Gazagadish, and the ember became dislodged and burnt the stack. So the way the Gemara looks at this initially, the eating of the cookie falls under what Nezek? The Gemara understands it falls under shame. It's eating something you would normally eat. The fact that the, 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 the coal flew off from the cookie and went and landed in the pile of grain, that's like tsroros. The Gemara considers that to be like a pebble flying in and damaging. It's considered to be like tsroros. So therefore, so Meshalem Nezek Shalom Ala Gadish. So the, 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 the Mishnah says that you pay full damages on the Nezek Shalom Ala Harar Meshalem Nezek Shalom on the cookie, you pay full damages. And for the stack of grain, you pay half damages. Which, if it's Tsroros, then we understand, because Tsroros is half damages. So far, so good. Who wants the dog? What's that? The neighbor, the neighbor's dog. Whoever owns the dog is making the payment. Now, so my timer, the Chorah, why are you paying Chatsi Nezek on the Gadish, on the stack of grain? Love is an Amishum to have a because it comes to Tsroros. Okay, so what? We haven't brought a proof yet. But let's keep going. But Tani Allah, there's a Tosefta on the Mishnah. The Tosefta elaborates a little bit more information. And the Tosefta says, that Meshalem Chatsi Nezek Migufo, it says explicitly that the half damage that is paid on the stack of grain is Migufo. You don't pay more than the value of the dog. So now, if it's a case of Tsroros and you're limiting it to the value of the dog, so you have a, that's the Shiloh. Our Shiloh was the Chatsi Nezek of Tsroros. Is it like the Tom Chatsi Nezek? The answer is yes. It's Migufo. That's what we seem to be saying. We have a Raya. So Mora says, Vatizbara. Is that logical to say? Because we don't have the full Brysa. The full Brysa, the full Tosefta, we haven't seen yet. But in the Brysa, there's an opinion that argues with Tanakama, and that's the opinion of Rabbi Lozer. <coughs> Rabbi Lozer says that I say, even though I agree with you, you don't pay more than the value of the dog. But I say you have to pay Nezek Shalem. You have to pay full damages. All right? Now, what's the problem over here? So, Gemara says like this. So, that the problem is that if it's considered to be a case of Tsroros, right? Even if you tell me that Rabbi holds like Sumchus, that what? That for Tsroros you pay full damages. Some Sum, would not hold you limited to the value of the dog. It's like regular regal. Regal, you pay me an aliyah. How could you understand Rabbi Loza says full damage is limited to the value of the dog? That makes no sense. It can't be talking about Sroros over here. That's the problem. So Mara says like this, But Tisbarol, Rabbi Loza, Nezek Shalem, Mi Gufo, Mi you ever find that Rabbi Loza would say you have to pay full damages but capped at Migufo? Where do you ever find that you have to pay full damages capped at Migufo? Doesn't make sense. Even if you learn that Sroros is full damages, it wouldn't be capped at the, at the right? So Ella says the Gemara, I'll tell you, must be the case, is a, is a different situation over here. It can't be one of Tsroros because then Rabbi Loza makes no sense. It's talking about over here that when the dog grabbed the cookie, Rashi explains, the coal was wrapped within, it was like a taco. The, cook, the coal was inside the cookie. Now that's not a normal thing. You don't normally carry coals that way. So now if that's not the norm, what does the damage of the coal now become? A, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it I'm blanking out of the term. Oh, it becomes, it's not a... Oh my God, I'm blanking out of the Karen, it's Karen, it's Karen. And the eating of the cookie could still be shamed because that's normal. But the way the coal is being carried is not the norm. So you can't say it's not Sroros, but it's, it's, it's Karen. Now, what if it's Karen? So now that's why it's Chatzinezek, because it's a Tom. First three times, it's Karen. And uh, I, so why does Rabbi Loza hold that it's Nezek Shalem? So he holds, because he holds like Rabbi Tarfun. What do we have about Rabbi Tarfun? He says, Karen, that happens in the Rishus of the Nizak, you pay Nezek Shalem. And the Gemara is assuming now that even though Rabbi, Loza, Rabbi Tarfun says you pay Nezek Shalem on a, on a, for Karen of a Tom, but that still would be capped 
to the value of the animal. He only, that, that, that's, that's what makes sense then. So, Elok, you're going to Shani Let's see, made a shinui because he is holding the 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 coal in the actual cookie, and Rabbi Tarfun. He holds like Rabbi Tarfun. What does it mean? He holds like Rabbi Tarfun. That's why you pay full damages. Why are you paying full damages? It's Karen, but it's Karen Bashusa Nizak, the Mashuna Karen, that the Mashuna, the deviation of Karen, the abnormal Karen, which is Tom. And we understand now also that even in Rabbi Tarfan, we're going to see this on the Ahmed base, that he holds you still capped at the value of the animal. It's not Minaliyah because it's still a Tom and it still has that leniency of Tom. So therefore, so what we're saying is you wanted to make it a case of Tzroros and bring me a Raya that Tzroros is this has got nothing to do with Tzroros. This is the case of Keren. And the Machlokas over here is the Chachomim and Rabbi Tarfun, whether Keren is Chatsi Nezek or Nezek Sholem, but everyone agrees it's, minag, it's Migufo because it is a told of Keren. It's got nothing to do with Tzroros. Says more of Elohi, you don't have to say that. It doesn't, Elohi over here means it doesn't, you're saying that's what it has to be. It doesn't have to be. We go back to say it's talking about Tzroros. My time in Mukhlas like Rabbi Tarfun. Why were you forced to say Rabbi Loza holds like Rabbi Tarfun? Mishum Gzeirisho, Mishum Nezek Sholem, because according to Rabbi Lozar, why is it Nezek Sholem and you're telling me that you're paying uh, a Migufo? If it was considered to be like Sumchus, that it's Troros is regular Rego, then it should be even Aliyah. So that's why we had to switch it to the case of Karen. So what it says, it could be like this. It is the case of Sumchus. It's Troros. And therefore, it's not the way the animal grabbed it, the coal in its mouth. The coal was attached and got flung into the Gadish. And it's a case of Tzroros. And according to the Tanakhama, it's Chatzin Nezek. And it's, it's Migufo. Why does Rabbi Sumchus hold that it's Nezek Shole Migufo? He says, Rabbi Loza Savak is Sumchus. Tama Tzroros is Nezek Shole Meshale. And, and uh, right now, I understand, so that's why it's Nezek Sholem. But why is it Migufo? So, Moran introduces new information. We're going to see a very interesting shot, an interesting sheet of Rabbi Tarvim. We hold, we normally hold, the Chachomim hold, that Keren Chatzi Nezek, you pay capped at the value. What happens if the animal gores three times? Then what happens? So then it goes from Nezek Chatzin Nezek to be what? Nezek Shalem. And how do you pay? You're no longer capped, right? Now you can take from whatever the person owns. Rabbi Yehuda holds the way it works is that the first half, the time of the first half, that is still capped. What's not capped is the second half of the Mu'ad portion, that's the uncapped portion, but the first half remains capped. All right? So what the Mu'ad wants to suggest now that, that, that Rabbi Lazar will hold like Sumchus is that you pay Nezek Shalom and Sroros, but the first half of those Sroros, like we see by Karen, the first half is capped for the value of the animal. So too by Sroros, the first half is capped by the, uh, by the value of the dog, by the value of the mazik. And the one's going to ask a question right away, but that's what one's going to say. The Savalek Rabbi Yehuda, the Ametzad Thomas Mekoma Medes, the part of Tom remains. It's always half Tom that remains. You just, the, uh, the second 50% is what becomes Muad, therefore the first 50 cent is capped at the value of the animal. Says the more like this. And when Rabbi Loza says that it's Roro, that, that you pay full damages and it's Migufo, he wasn't saying the whole 100% is Migufo. The cap is only on the first 50 cent. That's not Thomas. So Amalei Rasama Bereder of Ashil Ravina. He says, how can you compare the case of Tzroros that is full damage according to Sumchus? That you want to say 50% and it works like the case of Karen? It makes, there's no comparison. In a case of Karen, the first three times, what are you paying? 50%. The second, the fourth time you're paying 100%. Then you can say that the first three times remains capped uh, the, the, the fourth time remains capped like the first three times on the first 50%. And the second 50%, go, 50% goes up. 
by, by Tzroros, you cannot say that. Because Tzroros, from the first time, according to Sumchus, how much are you going to be paying? You're paying 100% right away. So you can't say the first 50% is going to be capped. It makes no sense to say it over there. Right? When did you hear the Rebuter say that, uh, but, uh, that, that the first 50% is capped? It's Batam, when it first is a Tom, and then it's Nasa Muad. But but if it's going to be a Muad from the get go, me, Shamadle, did he even say that? He never said that. Allah says the Gemara, again, back. We're trying to explain why Rabbi Lazar would hold its Nezek Shalem and it's capped Migufo. So Allah, Kika Amar. Ki ka'amar Rebbe Lazar, nezek shalem, kegoyin de'iyayid, that we're talking about, what happened is like this, is this is an animal that did this three times. It took the cookie and it put it down on the, uh, on the, on the grain three times. So it's, it did sroros three times, it did a case of the coal three times. So therefore, even though, even if you want to call it sroros, but it did it three times. The question is, does the Tzroros become Nezek Sholem after three times? So even though Allah Hamosh Mitzina tells you Tzroros is Chatzin Nezek, the question is, does that Chatzin Nezek become Nezek Sholem? So Gemara says like this, Kika Amar of Lozer, Nezek Sholem, Kegoyin Di'ayin. That became three times it did it. Bahaka Mifluki. Mar Sava Yesha Adol Tzroros, Mar Sava Ein Ha'adol Tzroros. Okay, gentlemen, we'll stop over here and we will continue with this tomorrow.